Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 1923 Main Street. Home of the Disney Travel Podcast with the latest Disney travel news. We are your hosts. I am Mike Bellabratic. And I'm Amelia Bellabratic. And today, the foodie guide for the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays with our top picks and what's new. And the first reviews on Jollywood Nights are in, so I want to talk about that. I'll give you my told you so's to Disney and we'll see, hopefully, what can be fixed by the time we attend. All right, let's dive into the another foodie guide. It is the festive season, which means even more food than the normal amount of food Disney has. So we're going to go through, as we always do, check the show notes at 1923mainstreet.com. But today, on this episode, we'll tell you what's new and our top picks from what's new. Because there are some returning good things, but we don't go over everything. So there's just simply too much to go from. So I'm going to dive right into the Bavaria Holiday Kitchen with my first pick, which is a drink. <laughs> oh, dear. It is the Kostriser Schwarbriser Bitburger. I don't know what that is, but it looked good in the picture. It looks like a beer. So I'm going to try that and <laughs> let you know. Over at the American Holiday Table, there's a new drink there, a, a new IPA. There's a lot and a lot of flavored drinks this year. So the Crooked Can Brewing, it's a Bah Hop Bug. Haha, <laughs> get it? Wow, Disney with their puns. Very pun heavy this year. And my first pick comes from the Tangerine Cafe, Flavors of the Medina. Also a drink. There are a couple of new drinks. There's an or- Orchard Frost Hard Cider. But I want to try the Gulfstream Brewing Company Holiday Snake Bite. And this is a a Florida-based brewery, but it's a 6.5%. That's where the snake bite comes in. And it's they say it tastes more like cider than beer. So that is a pick I definitely want to try out as I walk my way around. At La Chame Holiday Kitchen, new this year, they have a rugelat, which is a pastry filled with raspberry jam, walnut, and cinnamon. I'm interested to try this one. Oh, that's good because I looked at it and I thought, because mm, we're going to be there for lunch. We're going to do a lunch stroll this year. It could go either way. So I'm not sure if I'll have room. But I will have room for the Yukon Holiday Kitchen. Not for me, but for others in our family. We do have a top pick from what's new. There is a seared salmon with butternut squash puree, maple bourbon glaze, and fennel arugula salad. And that is new. And it's one of our top picks for someone to try who's not me. You might try that. You like fish. We'll see. Over at Holiday Sweets and Treats. Disney's in, really stepping up their drink game yeah, this year. Yeah, lots of new beverages here. There is a Brew Hug Sugar Plum Red Ale. Also sounds interesting. Actually, as I'm, you know, I'm going to have to see what mood I'm in. But And then the left-hand brewing company, Chai Milk Stout. Yeah, some really interesting concoctions to try. At Refreshment Port, there's another new drink, Keel Farms Hard Pumpkin Cider. Yes. And then they have the new at Swirled Showcase. There is so much going on here, so definitely yeah, check it out. Yeah, this is a whole new area. Yes. A, ro- a rollover from food and wine that they've made festive. Yes, but I'm so excited. First off on foods, some of my top picks are what is simply soft serve in a waffle cone, and it has vanilla, apple cinnamon, and salted caramel. Very interested to try some apple cinnamon. I don't know what's going on in there, but I want to give it a shot. Same place also has frozen apple pie, which is non-alcoholic. Very intrigued. How do you make apple pie a frozen beverage? I'm looking to find out. And also there's a cinnamon apple cider there. So we can try and meet both of those, I think. 
There's some interesting beers. There's also this Mickey-shaped uh, liquid nitro cake in the food area. It's getting a lot of buzz yeah. early, but you know That's what? not for me, but I'll definitely try it some other stuff. It sort of looks average. It's basically a Mickey head on a stick, and it's like flash frozen. That's the nitro, so nothing to write home about, in my opinion. Oh, another whole new area carryover, Bubbles and Wine. They have a jumbo shrimp cocktail. Looks okay, but I don't want it. And a crab claw cocktail salad. These are both uh, food items, by the way. And you can get a Moet de Chandon uh, champagne there. That's a moderately pricey champagne, but so I'm assuming it's going to be expensive and in a small glass. They also have Dom Perignon, which will be obviously way more expensive, and Veuve Clicquot. So if you want champagne, head there. Also new is Wine and Wedge. Did you have anything from here? Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> I did. So they have lots of cheese and crackers, and they have a fig and balsamic souffle, and they have a pimento cheese, bread and butter, pickled vegetable dish. But the one I want to try is the artist palette of wine and cheese. So if you sort of like lots of artisanal cheeses and crackers and paired with a wine, that is my pick. Definitely worth trying. Looks quite nice too. Picture worthy. At the refreshment outpost, if I was just about half a decade older, the Cider Boys Caramel Apple Hard Cider would be delicious. And also another holdover is Char and Chop, and they have lots of great food items. One, oh, So there's, a, there's one I want to try, and it's an impossible spicy sausage. So yes, it's meatless, but I like spice. Looks good, so I'm going to try that. Comes with an herb polenta and sauce and ricotta. They have assorted meats, shaved meats. They have roasted porchetta. So char and chop, you know, if you want sort of a normal hearty type meal and there's something for everyone in the family, head there. And then my next item is another drink at Noche Buena Cochina. Yes, luckily this one is non-alcoholic. This one sounds interesting. Does it though? Would you not try I would not try this. Tell us what it is and then I'll tell you why I like it. Okay, this is a Mexican Christmas punch with apples, pears, guava, oranges, dried hibiscus, brown sugar, tamarind, cinnamon sticks, and clove. You don't want to try that? I don't think I could take that many different flavors. I, yeah, I was going to say, they've taken it's a lot. every Christmas flavor and thrown it into one. Every Christmas every, flavor and then some. Except is guava Christmas? Right? <laughs> except peppermint. May, might be in Mexico. So um, there's no peppermint, so you should want that. All right, over at Holiday Hearth Desserts. Oh, yes, I will be avoiding this pick of yours. Quite a new, new things. Yes, I'll talk about the first one, which is a mint chocolate mousse wreath. I definitely want to try that. It looks like a nice little bite-sized dessert. Yes, next, also new this year, they have an apple caramel crumb cake. If you can't tell already anything caramel, apple, or gingerbread, I will be going to try. What about the next one? Yeah, I might give this one a shot if somebody else had it. This is a chocolate-covered toffee brittle. Yeah, and there's some new drinks there too. There is this one's interesting. A frozen caramel hot chocolate with Twix cookie bar pieces and yeah, whipped cream. This I will also be trying. So they took hot chocolate and froze it. This kind of reminds me of the different specialty coffees that Joffrey's had in the years past that they don't have this year. So I want to give this one a shot because it has a similar flavor profile. Yeah. And I, once again, this is Holiday Hearth Desserts. There's also a couple of drinks. Wicked Weed Brewing has a Jack Frost IPA and Brewdog has a Butte Stout. Now, at Le Marché de Noël Holiday Kitchen, if you want a little French flair... There is an excellent choice of two new dishes. So one is a smoked salmon in a brioche bun, basically, is what it is. Looks quite nice. I would try this one over the other salmon dish. The other one is a uh, 
sort of a dessert, really. It's a gingerbread Christmas log with milk, chocolate, and hazelnut ganache. I like it. They're a little small. I think it comes in a trio of little bite-sized things. Listen, in the holidays, everything is a dessert. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it's all the same thing. Just eat sugar. It's a problem for yourself in the new year. How about Le Joyeux de Noël drink? So this is Grey Goose Vodka with cold brew coffee, sea salt caramel toffee, and peppermint. I definitely want to try that. I'm going to have to sit this one out. (laughs) Again, it's over by the France Pavilion. Yes. Now, if you want an Italian flair, the Tuscany Holiday Kitchen is next. This one is a me pick, the Dolce Pizza, which is just fried house-made pizza dough with sugar and cinnamon. Got to make it holiday somehow. I I live in that part of Epcot, the France, Italy Pavilion area. I live there. I love the food. I like the other one. They have another fried house made pizza dough. And this one is more traditional because it's Pomodoro sauce, Parmesan, fresh basil. So it's more pizza-like. So you try the sweet one. I'll try the savory one and we'll see who wins. We'll we'll trade. I try these both. All right, we can trade off. A definite stop on our list. And if you want something more traditional, there's four new items there. So the other two are a farfalle pasta with smoked salmon. Lots of smoked salmon. Have you noticed that? It's all over the place. Yeah, it's a little bit too much salmon for me. The pasta sounds good, though. And they also have, yeah, a flourless chocolate torta with chocolate sauce and vanilla cream. Now, we'll head over to Shiwasu Holiday Kitchen. There is a new dish there. It is a sweet potato mochi cake. So... Remember the mochi ball ice cream we used to like? So it's sort of the Japanese ice cream style. It's gooey sweet potato mochi cake with purple sweet potato cream, strawberry, black sugary syrup, and sesame seeds. Yes or no? I'm so confused how they're making that almost dessert-like with that flavor profile. But I could see it working. So if somebody else got it, I might try it. I think it's worth a try. And they also have a sparkling plum wine that's new if you, well, not you, but if you listening yeah. <laughs> want yeah. to try if someone something there. out there that is older than 21 would love to give that a shot, go Now, for a little it. bit of Latin flair, La Posada's Holiday Kitchen. Did you have anything there? Um, Nothing that I can legally try. Well, there's the giant tostada de chorizo. I had that. I wouldn't mind trying that. It's a tostada, chipotle, black bean puree, et cetera, et cetera, with chorizo in it. Sounds good. And they also have a tamale that's new with shredded barbacoa beef, so... If you want something beef-oriented with Mexican flair, definitely head over there. A couple of new drinks as well, a margarita and a holiday uh, craft lager beer. And that's about it, really. There's, I mean, there's some cool new stuff, but not as much as at the paid holiday parties, I would say. Yeah, well, I, th- I think that's definitely for a reason. They got to keep you coming just so you can send more money on food, which I always do because it's delicious. Now, speaking of paid holiday parties, let's talk about Jollywood Nights because the first parties have happened. The reviews are in and not shockingly for me anyway, something I predicted and questioned on a previous episode. If you are a, f- a regular listener, uh, some things didn't work the way I didn't think they did. And you wonder... Come on. I mean, Disney, we look at them to be an expert of these parties and traffic flow in their parks. And yet they blew it and it's not working. So here's the good and the bad from the early reviews. We are going later towards the end of these 10 parties. So we're hoping our strategy was knowing stuff's going to happen, right? Because it's new that by the time we get there, we'll see if they've straightened some of these things out. I think they can. There's been very few parties so far. It's obviously not going to go off without a hitch the first time. But I, yeah, I would be looking for some changes in crowd management. Yeah, that's the main complaint of the early uh, reviews is that, you know, I guess 
Disney probably guessed how Crowdflow was going to go, but it's the reviews are that there didn't seem to be a good plan for Crowdflow, that if you wanted to eat some of the great food they have there, there's long lines, right? 30-minute lines for food. We will not be waiting in those lines. We'll just pick the shortest line because uh, there's quite a lot of good food there. Now, the Latin Street Party gets great reviews, so that's good. And both sing-along shows also got great reviews. The main thing that is getting bad reviews, which is not shocking at all to me, is what? The parties. Yeah, especially the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror upscale party. I found it a little bit shocking. I had more faith in them. So what did we predict and what's happening? There's just, for the amount of people that they let into these parties, which yes, is reduced capacity, but it does still get rather full. And the amount of interest they had in that party, the space was just not big enough. And in the completely wrong spot. So if you recall, I questioned, why are they holding a party in the courtyard of the Tower of Terror Hotel? Which if you don't know what that is, it's exactly where people exit the ride after they go through the store. And lo and behold, what happened is you know, hundreds of people coming out of a ride right where there's a private party and it's just a mash, a mix-up of who's where and who's in the party. And An excellent way to sneak into the party, though. Yeah, but you know what? If for something that's billed as an upscale, old Hollywood glamour party, uh, hundreds of people rolling by making noise and screaming after a ride sort of takes away from that atmosphere. Yeah, just a little bit. So that one should have been caught as far as I'm concerned, right? Like I... You know, I, I don't work there. Every I day, always I think, tell you right away. That was a dumb spot to put a party. I always think the first couple of parties are definitely their test runs. So I would trend not to go to them. So I hope they can learn from this. And by the time we're there, yeah, they'll so have we're there, fixed it yeah, a little bit. The end. So, you Made know, some minor tweaks. It's oh. not so far gone. It sounds overall pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm not discouraged by any of this. It's the first time they ever ran it. And of course, it's not going to run perfectly. But some of them things, all I'm saying is some of the things should have been caught. So a little bit of uh, work to be done on Jollywood Nights. Hopefully, we'll, we'll definitely let you know how ours was. And finally, one little bit of news from Disneyland that's just very slight yes. teasing news. This will be exciting for you if you are a Disneyland show aficionado. Disneyland's Fantasmic will be back as of May 24th, 2024. But the big question is, will the fire-breathing Maleficent dragon that went up in spectacular internet flames... Please, no. Will it be back? I believe it will be back because it's not Fantasmic without the dragon. It's just simply not. You can't yeah. you and can't they, call it fantastic I mean, without the dragon. It's a different show. They've caught on uh they've caught on fire in the parades too. I think at Disneyland Paris, at Disney World as well. It's the same okay, type of dragon. Well, so they gotta fix that. I'm sure it's fixed. You know what? I'm sure they're I'm sure they fixed it already and it's not gonna be a problem. All right, there you have it. The festive holiday news for this week. Hope you're hungry after this show talking about food and drink. I definitely am. And we'll see you again next week. Thanks, as always, for listening. Follow along on social media at 1923 Main Street. We'll see you again next week. Have a magical day. Bye-bye.